It's Red Rocks Worship with How Beautiful Your Grace. Victory 91.5, Victory.radio, and now through the More Music app. Search it out on the App Store, M-O-R Music, and also go and click the link on Victory 915's Facebook page and at Victory.radio. General Manager Ray Haynes in studio. We've gone through a lot of stuff <laughs> sure for have. this new year. We're dialing it down. It's the year of the mouth. As we celebrate this new year and, and what's taking place and talking about the jawbone of the donkey of Samson and Gideon and, well, the Lord's Prayer, where are you taking us now? <laughs> yeah, that, the challenge of that, I told David, I said, no, normally we take this very pretty basic, don't dig into Hebrews too much, but because uh, we're normally getting just one number, like this last year, 5779, we just looked at the nine, piece of cake, right? Mm-hmm. But this year is 5780, you leave all the 70s, you start a whole new thing with the 80s, and so you have 80, but if you have 80, you also have 17, and within there, within 80... Is the first is the first use of it is the word beginning. That's the first word of the Bible, and within that, that there's the aleph and the tav and the the yod and and the vav, and it's just like before long, you've got ten letters uh, that you're looking at, and suddenly, it's such there's so much to it. When you talk about Rosh Hashanah, mm-hmm. it's creation. This is the day Adam and Eve were born. So this is your birthday, so to speak, your physical birthday. Passover is your spiritual birthday. Everybody has the same one. Doesn't matter when you get saved. That's your spiritual birthday. This is your physical birthday. This is when God made and first thought of you, designed you, and was ready to pop you onto the earth. <laughs> now, beyond that, it's also, uh, the since it's the beginnings, it's also in the second Adam, Jesus came. So today's, or Sunday, will be Christmas. It'll be the birth of Christ. And there's lots that goes with that that we're, that we're not going to get in today. Uh, likewise, the trumpets you hear, the Feast of Trumpets, that talks about end times. So the end of the world happens at this feast. This is where it all begins, when the tribulation and all those things begin. So you have already right there, you have birth, you have death, you have the, the judgment of mankind. Last year, we talked a lot about the birth of Jesus, and I did the gospel in the stars, which is one of my absolute favorite things. It's just fascinating to me. So this time, because we brought in so much other prophetic stuff dealing with the words, we're not going to deal with the birth of Jesus, not going to really get to deal with the gospel in the stars. And so we're having to just kind of move quickly through some of those uh, but I did want to include the end times because, you know, of all the things this year with the mouth being a part of, you need to be mindful that there is consequences for everything. Every person on the earth, you know, if they're not told, they will not make a decision to follow Jesus. And likewise, if you condemn somebody, you may literally be condemning them. Sometimes mm-hmm. your choice is condemning them. So... Uh, the end times. Let's jump into how this thing ends. As Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, those blares, there will be what's called the last trump. And it's not like the last descendant of Donald Trump. The last trump means the last blowing, the last <laughs> shofar. What happens is there's you, there's trump, trumpet sounds for everything. And the last trump or the last trumpet blast is this long sustained blast that starts here and goes higher and higher and higher. And you hold it as long as you can. Mm-hmm. That's the tradition. And the same thing is because you went, when will this all end? Well, God's holding it as long as he can. He's waiting for for something, for someone. He's bringing in souls, and it matters to him, so he's waiting. So this trumpet sound, 
Not only is it there's good things in the trumpet sounds, there's a very bad thing. It's a warning. Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah is the feast where trumpets are blown. The trumpets are warnings about the beginning of the end. Yom Teruah, the days of awe, those ten days is the seven-year great tribulation. The Day of Atonement is Judgment Day. Feast of Tabernacles is both the millennium as well as eternity. So each one of the days, the, these, these feasts that come in the fall have something to do with end times. We are on Sunday night when Rosh Hashanah happens, begins. It's the first day and there's 10 days of awe before Yom Kippur. 10 means complete. The seven-year great tribulation is complete judgment. That's why you think, why isn't it seven years of tribulation? Well, 10 is the number. Why isn't uh, why doesn't 10 represent that? Well, 7 and 10 both have similar things that they represent in Hebrew. But in this, in this case, the great tribulation is seven years, and it's still complete judgment. Revelation 17 has the ten horns, which you saw, are ten kings who received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. The final day of awe is called the Day of Atonement or the Day of the Lord. Four days later begins the eight-day Feast of Tabernacles, which will be the millennium and then eternity. So sometime before the Feast of Tabernacles comes the resurrection and the rapture. For those of you that are hoping that it happens first, and you get to skip out on it all. Sorry. Uh, Rosh Hashanah marks a new year, a new season. Uh, in the spring, Feast of Unleavened Bread and Passover occurs on a full moon. If by chance were you up early enough to see the moon this morning, mm -mm. there's just a little whisper of it. looks like a smile over this last week or two <laughs> up in the sky. There's just a little glimmer of it left this morning. It was very cool as I was driving in. So the spring feast, they start in the middle of the month. So there's a full moon. Uh, feast of Tabernacles occurs on a full moon. Rosh Hashanah is the only feast that occurs in the dark of a new moon. So there is already there a sense of foreboding just because of the darkness. All right? Jesus judges the earth, and it is horrific. This is the end. Here's what you see. Four horses of war, murder, famine, and death. Earthquakes in the heavens quake with stars, sun, and moon going dark. And the kings, this is a verse in Revelation, and the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? This is our Jesus. This is our Savior. When his time has come, people are crying out to rocks. I mean, how desperate do you have to be to ask a rock to fall on you? I mean, how bad has things gotten when you ask a mountain to fall on you? Is the rapture the first thing that happens and Christians miss the tribulation? Who is judging at the judgment at this point in that verse? It's the Lamb, not the Lion of Judah. The church who the Lamb redeemed is still here. That's how we're part of that. The saints, in much the same way Moses was sent to Egypt to free the slaves, will be crying out and releasing this end-time revival. That's my take for what it's worth. Revelation 17, the ten horns which you saw are ten kings. That verse and the beast and all that and given authority. Uh, these will make war with the lamb and the lamb will overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and king of kings. And those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. So we're still here. But it's just getting started.
Then come trumpets, plagues of destruction, bowls of judgment, Revelation 14. So the angel thrust his sickle into the earth, gathered the vine to the earth, and threw it in the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trampled outside the city, and blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's bridles for 184 miles. Mm. Average horse, that's four feet tall. That's for his bridle. 184 miles of four-foot-high blood. Now, this is not a, um encouraging scripture for your Sunday school. This is the end, and it's, and it's rough. Revelation 19, Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God, which is a lot to do with this year, this pay, that 80, that word, all of that, and the the left half, all of that is the word of God is going to come into play this year. Not that this is the end by, by any means. And the armies in heaven, that's the church, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. See, wrath and all that judgment, it's not for us. It's for him, and I, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. We get to be with him. We're going to stand on Mount Megiddo uh, in just a couple months. Again, where all this is going to happen, mm. and I'm just going to be in awe again. But it's him. We are servants of the Most High God. He's the, the Lord and commander of the armies of the Lord. We are just that army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet, who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone, and the rest were killed with the sword, which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. And then comes the millennium, the judgment, the new heavens and earth. But notice there... The last thing that you're going to see is this mouth, the pay, <laughs> that, that is our year right now, is the sword coming from his mouth. So the power of this year for good and for evil is there is just not a word. Now that was all good. That was God dealing judgment to his enemies, which is good, but for them, very bad. Mm -hmm. So be mindful, the agreements that you make. To be in agreement with God brings great blessing. And that day, to be in agreement with the Antichrist, with the beast, well, this is very, 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 very bad. So this year is all about agreement. So coming up, we'll look at some of the end times, how the Jews look at it versus Christians, and how similar the takes are. Automation Direct would like...